0: Hey everybody. welcome to Rob Observations. I'm Rob Leifeld. I am piloting this plane and today we are going to fly through the two uh, most uh, talked about words in pop culture in the last few words. It's a name. It's a name of an incredibly talented director, producer. I am a huge fan and it's about damn time we talk about Zach. Snyder, Zack Snyder, everybody. Uh, Zack Snyder has commanded the space. He has uh, really uh, guided so much of what we uh, have consumed and have been focused on, and 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 uh, it, this this last almost fifteen years. Uh, I mean, since since his remake of Dawn of the Dead hit hit and uh, propelled him on this incredible trajectory. Zack Snyder has given us uh, just ridiculous amounts of of, of eye candy, of, of tremendous entertainment. He's uh, made me sit up in my seat uh, several times over. I am a first day Zack Snyder guy. I, I I always show up. I am always in the seats for his very first effort. Uh, I, I I just think the guy is a tremendously talented and gifted filmmaker and uh, a long time the way as he was building uh this incredible career, this incredible resume which is you know just built with with giant bricks of pop culture of comic books. It's it's 300, it's Watchmen, it's Man of Steel, it's Superman, Batman. And of course, we have landed on Justice League the Snyder cut coming to HBO Max uh in, in just a few days from when this Podcast airs. I mean, it is almost upon us. This this um, really impressive, uh, I I guess, in regards to from from a corporate level, the fact that that AT and T slash Warner Brothers slash HBO really came to their senses, decided that there is a tremendous fan base who wants to see the, the 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 original vision of this very bold and dynamic filmmaker who has. You know, just racked up hit after hit after hit, and we are going to make this right. We are going to restore this guy's uh, original vision, the, the the original vision, which was his Justice League, and we're gonna we're gonna finally give him the justice that he deserves. But way before we get to the Justice League and the Snyder Cut, again, we have to we have to go back to when uh, Zach Snyder's Dawn of the Dead. I, I knew Zach from music videos. He had been doing some music videos. But um, his first big feature-length splash was *Dawn of the Dead*. This remake of, you know, uh, George. I mean, I mean, nobody was going to remake George Romero's *Dawn of the Dead*, right? I mean, it was it was it was sacred. It was a sacred piece of 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 you know the landscape of of horror films of zombie films. It was the it's 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 the uh, you know. <laughs> it, it's 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 the pinnacle you know you, you you're you're not gonna you're you're not gonna mess with Romero well you know Dawn of the Dead 2004 Zack Snyder here he comes from a screenplay by James Gunn James Gunn who would obviously go on to rock our worlds with his very innovative Guardians of the Galaxy work I know so, so many other great works by Mr. James Gunn but Guardians of the Galaxy became his signature and he he wrote the screenplay to Dawn of the Dead which Zack Snyder helmed and let's be honest uh Dawn of the Dead was a giant hit it was a uh, a big giant hit film by, by uh, you know released by Universal Pictures I remember the tr- the trailer the the commercials they really just had uh, had just captured my 100% attention and I really wanted to catch this on opening night. And I am, you know, at this point, married nine years. Uh, we have, uh, uh, you know, uh, t- t- two of our three children have been born. My wife is pregnant. So how am I going to get her to see this horror film? Well, she, she, was, she was up for it. Joy, my wife, is always game. It's, it's one of the things I've always loved about her. She's just game to check things out that she normally wouldn't. And I think the cast and the trailer was enough it was her first zombie experience. It was my first zombie experience in a theater. Yes, I had not seen any of the Sam Raimi stuff. The only Romero stuff I had seen was on TV, uh, on cable. I had never gone and paid a ticket to see a, a zombie film. And so we took a flyer. They cut a hell of a trailer for this thing. And uh, and, and we we showed up. And I'm going to tell you right now, my wife was blown away by by Dawn of the Dead, okay? She she was uh, really impressed at 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 the, the pacing, the opening, if you guys remember the way that movie opens immediately with Sarah Paulie, her her her, you know the the, the 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 little girl from across the street you know, wanders into their bedroom at dawn, you know, bites her husband. We are off to the races. She can barely get in the car in time, pull out of the neighborhood. You see everything is going to the to hell. The neighbors are zombies. Cars are driving into each other. and 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 we are, boom, into this new version of Dawn of the Dead. The cast is fantastic. The pacing is fantastic. It's still a movie about people trapped in this mall, this allegory for our lives for for consumerism, for what happens when the world drastically changes. But Zach, James Gunn, they take it to an all new level. There is tremendous style that 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 really shows you that this guy, Zack Snyder, he really has the chops, his camera direction, his art direction, uh the, the the acting, you know, it was uh extremely impressive and 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 you know, I remember that night walking out and my wife going, I really I really liked it. Now, the, the, the big thing in the zombie community, if you remember at the time, and I've talked over, the, uh, I've talked this over with, 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 you know, Robert Kirkman, who, who seems to know a thing or two about the zombie culture. Um, he, he, he did not enjoy the aspect that I did, and we we kind of semi argued about this in the uh, in the summer of two thousand four. I like the fact that the zombies presented a greater threat to me, to me, that consumer in the seat, uh, be, because they could run a lot faster. And Robert has given me this whole dissertation about, you know, the zombies never going to stop stalking you. You can get a mile ahead of the zombie, but but while you're resting under the tree in the shade, the zombie is still coming towards you. You can never be safe. There's 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 no sense of security in the world of the zombies as Romero you know kind of imagined them and, and as we have seen through umpteen 20 plus you know combined seasons of The Walking Dead okay I like the super speed the fast charging zombies I dug it it was part of the uh, the, my, my, the appeal uh, of, 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 of Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead to me and uh, look the cast is phenomenal. I mean, it's so funny because to this day, <laughs> whenever I watch Modern Family, you know, and 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 and, and I, I'm you know thoroughly enjoying, you know, Modern Family. I think it's really well done. I think it's really you know well. Uh, you know, I, I I I think it's it's well conceived, um, and 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 you know whether it's Sofia Vergara or 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 you know. Um, just the, the entire cast but 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 you know whenever I uh, watch that <laughs> whenever I watch that film, I think you know whenever I watch the series of, of Modern Family, all I can think of in regards to you know to, to, <laughs> to the cast is that I got to know Ty Burrell... As a complete asshole in in, uh, in in Dawn of the Dead, that that was for me. That's the first time I had encountered him. That's the first time I remember encountering him. And I thought this guy is is like in in Dawn of the Dead. He's the guy you want the zombies to consume. Okay, so you got you got to see the movie, you know, on your own to to see what happens to, to Ty Burrell. But I, I, my take was that uh, you know that Ty Burrell in in Dawn of the Dead. Was was such an incredible jackhole. Um, I, I just I, I was so entertained and wanting him to die the entire time. I believe his character's name was Steve. But again, down to Sarah Pauli to to Ty Burrell to the entire cast. Just an amazing first effort. Zack Snyder knocked it out of the park. Entertained me. Entertained my wife. It was a great date night movie. We still remember it exactly as that as a great date night movie. And uh, I mean, I, I'm I'm telling you, it it, it delivered. All the goods, and it really showed just how capable and how amazing a filmmaker Zach Snyder was. The camera work, the editing, the the sound, the score, the mixing—I mean, he just the performances. Zach had the chops. You could see it. You could you 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 got it. He had the chops. Now, the follow-up is the shocker. It's just unbelievable. What? does Zack Snyder choose to follow up Dawn of the Dead with and you know I remember that day reading in in the in the trades Zack Snyder's follow up to Dawn of the Dead is Frank Miller's 300 The Battle of Thermopylae King Leonidas and the Mighty Spartans I mean th- th- this this has a particular interest to me as I'm going to share with you and is even more impressive because I have a little tiny det- detour into this that that you are going to you know I'm I'm going to share with you just for the fun of it but it really doesn't have any great impact along the way other than it's just wow it even adds to an, how absolutely impressive 300 was and 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 and, and here here's the, sm- the the small detour I am coming out in the summer of 2000 I'm coming out of Ridley Scott's Gladiator with Russell Crowe, and it's amazing, and we are all we're just all blown away by it. It's 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 an impressive, amazing um film, an amazing piece of work, and and I was just so moved and and impressed by what Ridley Scott accomplished, and 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 the entire kind of trajectory. And I love Swords and Sandals, and I thought, wow, this is really putting this stuff back on the map, and this is going to be great, and i I I that weekend after Gladiator, I'm sitting there going, you know what I think? I think what would be a great adaptation and throw be be able to kind of throw into the sword and sandal mix right now is Frank Miller's 300. He had only come out with it right there in the late 90s. Um, it was gripping. I never missed an issue. I bought the hardcover landscape edition that Frank did and his and 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 Lynn Varley on colors. That they they'd been jamming on this stuff since Dark Knight. It was just ridiculously impressive to me. I thought the story is is so inspiring. So many people don't know about the the hot gates and the story of the of the, the of the three hundred and 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 you know Leonidas and Xerxes. And so I thought this would be a great opportunity to 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 throw my hat in the ring and obtain the rights from Frank Miller to three hundred and try and get this made as a movie. But I was really Singularly focused on one aspect, and that was that Tom Cruise would be a great King Leonidas. Just hang with me here. Again, this is the summer of 2000. Tom Cruise is on this epic run. He's done Eyes Wide Shut. He's he's uh, he, he, he's he's returned to Mission Impossible. He did Jerry Maguire. He is just on this this amazing tear. And, and he may or may not have been announced in Magnolia, but the guy is just doing some of the best work of his career. Tom Cruise is, and he's, and he's literally the biggest star in Hollywood. And, and, and having my relationship that I had with Tom Cruise when we were making or trying to get this movie called The Mark Made, which, which, which lasted for years, gave me a solid three years in the Tom Cruise professional space where I was meeting with him, flying to set, um, you know, constant notes D- different writers different different directors i mean we were in constant development and and three screenplays made on on this property called the mark i've covered this in a previous podcast you can download it it's it's my adventures in hollywood it's it's it it it, it really details in in depth all the time that i spent with tom cruise getting this this movie trying to get this movie off the ground so but um i've had tremendous respect and admiration for tom Um, we went, Tom asked me to participate in the mission impossible comic book. I drew the cover. I had given him the cover. I had seen him, um, at the mission impossible, uh, premieres, uh, because he had invited me to them and joy. And we, and so, so we, we were still um, in contact with him. I was at his agency, CAA, where he was easily the biggest client. I I knew his agents, uh, Obviously, we had done this, this deal. We had already done a business transaction. So I figured Tom Cruise, King Leonidas would, would, would seal the deal and get 300 made. Again, you have to realize this is now 21 years ago that I set about to make this happen. I contact Frank Miller via his attorney. I, um, Frank is open to it. I sign a letter. For 60 days, he has given me a 60-day window. Frank Miller has granted me a 60-day window to try and get 300 set up as a movie. I am hyper-focused on the Tom Cruise of it all. I go to the library. I get five different books on uh, the Battle of Thermopylae, the, uh, the, the 300, the Spartans, all of this. I do extensive work and research. I also crack open, from page one, Frank's graphic novel, and I write the screenplay in about week, week and a half. I, I get it read by different friends, different agents. I get some notes I incorporate those. I think I have a great draft. Uh, my agent says this is in great shape. Let's go let's submit this to Tom Cruise. The time is ticking now I'm, I'm you know I'm down into 45 days. We submit it because ultimately I send the page where Leonidas has all the arrows in him and he's dropped to his knees and uh, you know I, I just figured this would be the perfect you know, uh, this is the kind of thing in terms of the competition that runs so so rampant in Hollywood that I'm sure Tom Cruise saw Gladiator. I'm sure he admired it. I'm sure he was totally impressed by it. And and this would be something that he could now throw his ring into the sword and sandals uh, department. You know, a, a world he hadn't been in yet. And Tom was very much about exploring new spaces and new ideas and new concepts and not being you know maverick again. So. I submitted it to him. We waited it out. Ultimately, they did not bite on it. And um, he, he did not follow through on that. From what I understand, we were um, already behind the eight ball in regards to the fact that he was considering The Last Samurai. So I was a day late, dollar short, 60 days came and went. It expired. I thanked Frank for letting me um, try and set this up. I just had convinced myself that absent uh, Tom Cruise as King Leonidas... I the the movie you know the the movie wouldn't go that the movie wouldn't take and so I had really singularly focused hyper focused on Tom Cruise and making that happen and to this day I'm just grateful that I got the shot but uh, you know the the rights my my 60 window my 60 day window expired the rights went back to Frank I thanked him for it I did my best I moved on well here I am in 2004 2005 reading about Zack Snyder he's gonna mount this ridiculously impressive uh, attempt at three hundred, and 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 so I'm following it as much as I can in the press as it's happening, and uh, you know obviously the, the, the biggest part of it now to me uh, I'm not even in the Frank Miller and the three hundred space I'm just like man I am in a totally I am totally on board for the Zach Snyder uh, you know um um for for, for the for the the, the Zach Snyder vision. Of of three hundred that that is completely I I am one hundred percent on board for this and you know I I I I I'm just anticipating it with every day and here's the thing that people here's where Zack Snyder really became Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead put him on the map but so the three hundred trailers get cut we start getting exposed to what we see it he's got you know um, Gerard Butler he's got you know this exciting vision that he's he's showing for, for for somebody who is such a big fan of the 300 material as I am to see those panels come to life in the way that they did i mean it's like literally he lifted the graphic novel from its panels off the page and 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 animated them in th- in, in in real life with real actors and uh the trailers the visuals were were obviously connecting with people but in a way that no one had any idea. 300 had a release date in 2007 of March, okay? Uh it was the first I I I believe it was the thir- first weekend uh, of March in, in in my memory because I'll tell you why. Uh I I m- my wife was on a girls trip that weekend and so all the husbands who were left in town in my in Orange County here, my my friends We had decided we would see 300 on a Saturday night. Well, I actually ended up. My mom wanted to watch the kids on a Friday night, so I'm like, "Well, I can. I I know I want to see this movie, you know, first day of release. So here it is. It's out on a Friday night. I'm going to get out there. Thursday previews weren't a thing yet in 2007. Not not that I'm aware of with this movie. I would have been there. So my mom wants to watch the kids. My wife's away with the girls weekend on Saturday night. I've already got it booked. We're going to go see it with the fellas. I book it on out. I make it to my favorite theater that I frequent the most. I get there for the 6 p.m. Friday night showing, opening night of 300, and I am standing in a line. I am the 220th person, and I am like, what? What is going on here? And clearly the visuals, the trailer, the spots, the ads had connected. There was a diverse, I mean, date nights, guys, old, young, um, everybody you could possibly imagine being represented in this line going in to see three hundred. And so I'm like, wow, this is this is a big deal, this is a big crowd. I go in, as with so many of you, I was one hundred percent blown away by what Zach did with three hundred. The the framing sequences, the uh the the the, the movie, um the the, the the conflict, the graphics, the performances, the, st- the just it had style to spare, the way that he sped up and slowed things down and the pacing of the film, but just Zack Snyder has an eye, I mean, it's very specific, frame after frame was perfect, was exactly as you intended it to be, And and being somebody in the audience who was so acquainted, unlike I think most of the people there that night, you know, being so so familiar with the material. I mean, I had written a screenplay based on this. I I was cracked open the book. I would describe in words, you know, when the messenger comes and tells Leonidas and he kicks him into that pit. I remember exactly how that looks in the comic. I remember that. Um and 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 to watch it play out the way Zach filmed it and helmed it. And 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 the way the film was treated. And it had a it had a different hue to it. Um... Just everything about the film just sung 100%. That movie is just perfect from beginning to end. Now, I understand nowadays people debate the racial overtones and the Middle East. And people say it was an allegory following 9-11. I've gotten 300 the graphic novel was produced in the late 90s. Zack Snyder was operating under Frank's, you know, source material. That is the stuff that I just go nuts over. And seeing it come to life, seeing Frank Miller's ridiculous visuals, his comic book graphics, one of the greatest comic book illustrators, writers, creators ever in the history of the medium, in this bold, historic epic that he told, brought to life. And Michael Fassbender and, and Gerard Butler and just everybody along the way, that the, the size that he gave to Xerxes and, 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 and the platforms and the, that, that he was carried in on and his, and his men and the elephants and and, and the scene where they, you know, drive them all off the cliff in that silhouette. It was, it just had style to spare. Now where obviously Zach really, really just uh, crushed it and, 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 and where he, uh, you know, brought his original, you know, Flair was in it was in how he portrayed Queen Gorgo and Lena Headley's amazing performance, and uh, just and and the, and the two different the ticking, you know, the the contrast to what she was campaigning back home while her husband is leading, you know, the, the 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 mighty Spartans into this final battle. Just every single frame of 300 is perfect. It is a perfectly shot, perfectly executed, perfectly scored, perfectly edited. It is a home run. Perfect movie. I have multiple versions, Blu-ray, you know, all the different H, 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 you know, 4K, whatever. I have it. I saw that movie the next night. I warned my friends. We can't be late waiting in this line. This movie is hot. It is. It is. I mean, it is. It is. It is doing very well. So, so we can expect to wait in a long line. There wasn't assigned seating back in the day. A couple of my friends were like, "No, get out of here, man." they they they're stubborn. They wanted to do their golf. They wanted to come in on their own time so so I got in 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 line ahead of time and then my four buddies met me there and they couldn't believe like what, what, what's going on here it's 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 March 9th you know why are we waiting in this in this giant line I mean you know it, it was like where are all these people look 300 open open to 28 million dollars on a Friday it did 28 million dollars on a Friday in March. Its opening weekend was $70 million, almost $71 million. $28 million on Friday alone. That, that me and my buddies, when we went on Saturday night, it was packed. When my wife came back from her girl's trip, that Sunday, that Sunday evening, I convinced her to go back with me. I saw it Friday. I saw it Saturday. I saw it Sunday. I love Zack Snyder. I think he is brilliant. I think the action, the visceral masculinity of that movie spoke, I thought it would just end with guys, but I know Women who loved it. My wife, she loved it again. What Zach brought brilliantly was the Lena Headley, the Queen Gorgo aspect of it. it. It it gave it punched up. It gave that extra romance. It gave that love story. But he never once shied away from any of the bold graphics, and and the conflict and the brilliant structure that Frank Miller had in his comics. So 300 just was a point in time where it was the apex it was everything that was started with gladiator um peaked with with 300 it peaked Ridley Scott got the ball rolling with the modern day sword and sandal epic and then suddenly you got this like hyper you know version of gladiator sped up faster more violent more visceral via Zack Snyder and what Zack did was immediately was immediately cribbed by everybody what, what I mean, all of the of, of the sword and sandals movies that followed the the multiple Hercules dueling Hercules movies. Um, um, the, the, there was a Pompeii movie, you know, uh, featuring um, you know, it, it, it wasn't Richard Madden, it was that the other Game of Thrones lead. Forgive me, I I, I I I don't have his name on on the tip of my tongue, but 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 it, there was suddenly just a dearth. Of sword and sandals movies trying to cash in on exactly what 300 did, and none of them could hold a candle. I believe it was 2014 when the sequel to 300 came out, and and I enjoyed it. You know, Zach had his you know producerial hands on it, but but it wasn't the masterpiece that 300 was, and everything that followed, all of the different attempts to follow in Zach's footstep footsteps, and to crib what he had done, the style. You know, I mean, from the costuming to the way that the co- action choreography to the to the the, the the edits, the cuts, the slowmos, it just it just all served to remind you that three hundred perfected it. So, what was Zack doing next? Well, immediately following the success of three hundred, Watchmen. You guys don't understand, Watchmen. Watchmen. Okay, one of the most celebrated uh, comic book. Stories, graphic novels of all time by one of its most celebrated authors. A screenplay, a concept that people thought could not be cracked. Right prior to that, Paul Greengrass had been all over Watchmen. It was going to come out from Universal. Paul Greengrass was going to do it. You know, in 1989, Sam Hamm, who had written uh, the Batman movie that was such a big deal with Michael Keaton and Tim Burton, he had been commissioned by Warner Brothers to, to write a Watchmen screenplay. And because of my connections and my friends at DC at the time, particularly an editor there named Jonathan Peterson, he mailed me that screenplay. I read the screenplay to Watchmen in 1989, 1990, and it was good. It wasn't great. It was really good. He had done a good job of blending all of the mystery of Alan's story, the characterizations, the conflicts, the politics, <clears throat> But it didn't get off the ground. It, it, it failed to take flight. So watchman was benched, and it would every once in a while, you know, you'd hear about it coming back to life. Like I said, right before Zach, it was Paul Greengrass. So to to understand and hear that Zack Snyder of 300, of Dawn of the Dead, is now going to mount this incredibly difficult project, um, I was I was I, I couldn't have been more excited. I'm like, oh my gosh, and it just represented the big giant brass balls that Zack Snyder had. Is like, sure, sure. I just I just Gave this great tribute to Frank Miller. One of the greatest ever. And now I'm going to tackle one of the greatest ever. Written by one of the greatest ever. He's he, Nothing in, 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 intimidates him. He, he grabs Watchmen. I remember when they first leaked the costumes. Entertainment Weekly cover. You got to see how Watchmen would look. It flipped me out. I could not believe. Malin Ackerman. Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Billy Crudup. Everybody looked fantastic. I could not wait for this movie to get there, but it, I had I was going to have to wait eight months because because that Entertainment Weekly break was on on June in June. And I remember my buddies and you know Jimmy J. He's been on the show several times that um, that summer, and also Chuck Rozanski of Mile High. I remember them specifically saying they could not sell enough Watchmen graphic novels at San Diego that weekend when that entertainment weekly broke right before San Diego comic-con showing the Watchmen assembled live action but we didn't have a trailer all we had was these one shots and it was enough to ignite everyone's imagination get everybody excited and Watchmen sold out on the floor of San Diego by midday Friday end of business Friday they were done and the ones who did have them were racking them up for hundreds of dollars because suddenly Watchmen had been reignited because Zack Snyder's you know, visual representation of the movie had now been, it, they, they were they were showing its very first, basically its very first flex. They were flexing, showing you how these characters looked. So we're all excited. I'm so excited. I'm, I've got my Watchmen. I've got my hardcover. An absolute edition of Watchmen had come out and I had just snagged the last one at my local bookstore prior to, you know, being there in, in at Comic-Con. So I felt like I was in good shape. But then the trailers come, the anticipation builds, everyone looks amazing once again Zach bigger budget more tools to flex with from the minute uh you know Jeffrey Dean Morgan gets the, the the snot kicked out of him and and he is tossed out of his penthouse and that button follows him down and crashes you know onto the pavement and the blood spills onto it you're like and you watch the comedian die you're like oh my gosh I mean that opening. Sequence with the silhouette and 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 beating the snot out of the comedian Jeffrey Dean Morgan and again once again Zach is showing his excellent action choreography when he when when Zach throws a punch you feel it whether it's 300 Dawn of the Dead Watchmen I thought Watchmen is brilliant I thought it is a masterpiece it is a comic book masterpiece I have watched it dozens of times I have the director's cut that blends in the the cartoon the, the, the pirate story, the extended scenes, I love it. I love the truncated version. I love the long version. They're both brilliant. I turned as many of my friends onto it as possible. It is just an absolute brilliant telling of Alan Moore's very celebrated, but quite controversial, um, you know, epic. Because I've, I've mentioned before, people... The ending of Watchmen was always troublesome to people. It was not as satisfying as people wanted. It did not indeed stick the landing. And here we get a different twist on this, and I think it is superior in every way. I love what the movie does with the Watchmen saga and how it turns it on its head. And it doesn't end with the big squid, but it has a little, little, little twist that 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 uh, that Zach, you know. Applies on it, uh, courtesy of Ozymandias. Mandius. I mean, the performances in this movie, and again, you're watching a comic book roar to life. Okay, when there's the attempt on Ozymandias' life, and then the guy, you know, s- s- you know, has the cyanide pill. That entire scene at the fountain. Um, you know, uh, the, the attack on his Arctic, uh, his Arctic fortress. I mean, this stuff is just. Watching it come to life when when Doctor Manhattan is a giant and he crashes his hand through that glass and grab it, grabbing for Ozymandias. I mean, the movie. I, I I it's almost three hours long. It felt like three hours long. It went by so fast. My buddy Marat, you've heard him on this show. We went and saw it at the Brea uh, Regal. Uh, uh, at the Regal Twelve again. That that the ten a.m. showing. The Friday morning that came out in two thousand nine, we could not be more excited. We walked out. We could not stop talking about it. I, I could not believe uh, the the depiction of Rorschach. Leave it to Zack Snyder to um, you know make sure that <laughs> that his uh, you know that that his um, his his depiction of of the uh, you know of, of the of, of the iconic. Rorschach is brought to life by Jack, Jack Earl Haley, who I grew up watching in the Bad News Bears movies and hadn't seen him, was not on my radar for years. Next thing you know, Jack Earl Haley from child actor to the most disturbing depiction and violent and, 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 and raucous and, and just twisted. I mean, again, with the action, when Owl, um, and and uh, Silk Spectre break into the prison that entire sequence the action choreography the fights the the punches being thrown i mean these these are just amazing visuals that just it's why we go to the movies to see how this stuff is shot and cut and edited and depicted just absolutely fantastic um i, I mean i, I literally I, I i but i think to an audience I literally, I just, I love every frame of that film, but literally to an audience, I think, you know, maybe anybody who picks up the material, whether it's a movie or a comic and you see Nixon has multiple, he's still president. What's that about? Okay. We're at, we're at, you know, Defcon one, Defcon four. I mean, it's, it's, it, the movie in and of itself asks a lot out of people in order to take that leap. Do I believe that Zack Snyder's 2009 Watchmen was 10 years ahead of its time? I do. Do I believe it's better than the graphic novel? I do. Does it need the graphic novel to exist? It does. It, it needs the Alan Moore work to become the movie that Zach made for us that is brilliant. I mean, I'm telling you, and Malin Ackerman is, I mean, she is gorgeous uh, as Silk Spectre. And, and just all of the callbacks, the opening with the Bob Dylan and the credits and, and the Minutemen and, and showing you in that in film. That, uh, you know, in that mix, the the, the, the evolution of the Minutemen of the Watchmen is brilliant. I love it. I think it's perfect. Another perfect, perfect film. I don't see the flaws, but Watchmen I think did well enough to continue the Zack Snyder train going full 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 steam down the tracks. Again, maybe the box office wasn't there, but it was R-rated. It was an R-rated movie, and that restricted status can really put a pinch. In your box office but you know it was as admirable an attempt to do a, a serious adult superhero film as any as i had ever seen and again the visuals the performances they are second to none zach is an auteur 100 it's just an amazing auteur next in the filmography comes sucker punch because it's kind of a one for you one for me i mean this guy's done nothing but deliver these studio hits Sucker Punch is almost... I can watch it without the sound. It is a visual feast. Again, it is him grabbing anime, manga, East, West influences, um, comic books, technology. I love it. It's a very weird but cool movie. Again, everyone... Zack Snyder never doesn't shoot someone the best they've ever been shot. They are beautiful. They are handsome. They are striking. They move amazingly. The visuals, the technology, the FX are, are second to none. I love Sucker Punch. I think it's weird. I think it's cool. Again, I want, I saw it on a Friday with Marat. I saw it on a Saturday. I just continue to consume the Zack Snyder filmography. This guy is cooking with oil, and I cannot, on any level, get enough. So how do you follow up Watchmen and 300 and Dawn of the Dead, and continue to build this ridiculous resume, I mean, sucker punch, this um, this amazing resume. And among the geek sector, Zach is our hero. Like I said, I see these movies the day they're released. I see them the opening day. I follow it up. I see them the next day. Zack Snyder movies are, consumed, are always consumed by me immediately, twice, two, three showings, the minute they hit the cineplex. Again, the way this guy... Can shoot, and obviously, I'm, I'm, I'm. His wife, Deborah Snyder, is on all of these films. They're obviously this very formidable team, making these amazing uh, 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 films that that we uh, love in the culture, and and so much of it from Dawn of the Dead to 300 to Watchmen. Come on, Sucker Punch. They're all just just they they're they're deeply deeply steeped in the genre. It's horror, it's comic books, graphic novels, anime, manga. Just unbelievable. It's announced he's doing Man of Steel. He is going to reboot and re-envision Superman. I'm 100% on board in Zach, I Trust. Let's go, let's do it. We see the clips, we see the the, the leaks, we see the, the, the still photography of Henry Cavill who gets the nod. Uh... And, and I think I had seen Henry and the Immortals, so I was excited. I thought he was great. He was going to make a great Clark Kent, a great Superman. Zach uh, makes, to me, my favorite Superman film. Prior to that, I loved the Donner stuff. I grew up, I, I saw Superman the movie, 1978. Opening weekend, my dad took me. It was the, my favorite movie after Star Wars for the longest time. Superman two came. I liked Superman two more than Superman because it had more action. I want to see Superman have action. I want to see Superman unleash. In the comic books that I read, he is ridiculously, I mean, almost unbelievably powerful and strong. And yet he's never been depicted in the manner that he has in the comics on film. Well, Zack would would turn all that around. Now, Man of Steel has a controversial um, kind of uh, air about it, which I don't understand because I told you guys, I see these movies the day they come out. We were going out for a basketball tournament for my sons in Vegas. They were both on these travel ball teams and we timed it so that we would get out to Las Vegas, leaving Orange County, making the drive. We would pull into Vegas and there was one of our favorite theaters there right before the strip, off in a little mini mall, kind of outdoor mini mall area. And we went to see Man of Steel as a family, my wife, me, my two sons and my daughter, and we got in there and we sat down, and there it is. There's the beginning with that brilliant Hans Zimmer score, and this amazing scene depicting the birth of Kal El, and and, and 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 Russell Crowe, and oh my gosh, Krypton's never looked better. at the, the sci-fi tech, the costuming, the regalness of these characters. I mean, you're getting like this kind of fantasy sci-fi prelude. It was it, it. blew my mind. I'm sitting there with my family, smiling ear to ear. This is the Superman movie I have waited my entire life to see. I see my boys, my daughter, my wife. Everyone loves it. Amy Adams is perfect. Uh, Henry Cavill is is is, is smashing. Uh, Michael Shannon as Zod is despicable. I hate him from the minute he comes on the scene. Everything in the movie looks. Perfect. I love Diane Lane. I love Kevin Costner. I love the entire film. I love I love little 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 Clark Kent who saves everybody and gets them out of the bus and the way his dad chews him out. And I thought this is a new take. This is a new take on Paw Kent. I didn't have some holier than thou shrine to the depiction of Paw Kent. I've seen the 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 honor what what people think is the honorable, you know, golly gee shucks, you know, Henry Ford depiction in the Donner film and of course he's tragically felled by the heart attack and he gives him you know he's giving Clark this this great advice but you know I I understood where Costner was coming from I understood this this controversial scene where he's imploring his son to keep his powers a secret because the world will abuse him if they learn or or they'll endanger him if they learn who he is Okay, and everything that happened in Costner's hesitancy to let him to reveal his powers in public and save his life. Okay, guess what? You, you can you can posture about that all the day all day long. I bought it. I bought into it. I bought into it as being a catalyst for the journey that, that Kal-El, Clark Kent goes on. And when he finally arrives in, in, in Metropolis and starts making that life for himself, but he is attacked by Zod and these Kryptonians who are going to enslave us. And 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 oh my gosh, the movie is big. The scale is huge. And as far as Avengers movies, I thought it was bigger or Marvel movies. I thought it was bigger and more satisfying than any of the Marvel films that had come before it. 2013, did I see it again that weekend? I did. I saw it again the next weekend. I saw it again the next weekend. I was going to see Man of Steel by myself. I love the, the absolute show of strength, scale, the battle, in in, in in Smallville in the streets with the Kryptonians is one of my favorite action scenes ever put on film, period, end of story, full stop. It looks amazing. And if you watch it and you watch it play out, okay, well, the military is the one that jumps the gun. They fly in and they escalate things and they piss off the Kryptonians who then escalate things and then Clark escalates things. And at the end of the day, my thing with Man of Steel, And some of the choices that were made in it were easily because I saw a guy becoming Superman, not yet Superman as we would know and love him, but he is literally dancing between Superboy and Superman. He is becoming the man, but he is in essence, Superboy. The movie is called The Man of Steel. It's very interesting. It is not called Superman. It's called Man of Steel. And by the end of the movie, we have seen the man grow up. The, 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 the conflict with Zod the, at the end is ne- has never, ever been a problem for me. In fact, I wrote a tweet about it a couple weeks ago because, again, on Twitter, when this movie came out in 2013, I did nothing but sing its praises. I loved it. I, I was fighting you know, as viciously and passionately and as aggressively as I possibly could. But man, did I, I mean, even among my own comic peers, hit just an absolute brick wall. But that incident where he takes Zod's life, I, I tweeted this out. In the real world, had this guy killed Zod to save the entire planet, okay, we would be thanking him every day, not worrying about the one life that was lost. He saved our planet. He saved planet from a galactic threat and took out this vicious, enemy who told him i'm going to kill you i'm not going to stop until i kill you and then was trying to murder innocent victims in the subway and clark you know you could say panicked or he calculatedly did what he had to do it did not bother me one bit but man did it set off these just crazed what i call them superman purists cut to we have gone into you know the the, 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 the the we've gone into Las Vegas following watching the movie we get out at five o'clock it's the spring or the you know, early summer sun isn't set until 8 nine o'clock so we go there we set up in the hotel we then go out for 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 dinner and along the way back I'm refueling the car I'm at the gas station it's it's just down where Keynes is um right outside the strip and I am filling up with gas as Mark Wade, the writer, Mark Wade, comic book writer, Mark Wade, starts yelling at me over Twitter that he cannot believe. He's he's, he's really aggressive with me. I say yelling because it felt like he was yelling. Um, lots of exclamation points, maybe a couple caps, and telling me that I was insane. How could I support this version of Superman? That's not my Superman. I'm like, dude, this is this is my Superman. Henry Cavill, Man of Steel. This Superman is my guy. I wanted. a a Man of Steel 2. I wanted a Man of Steel 3. I wanted a Man of Steel 4. I did not have the Superman purist aspect to me. He was powerful and strong and the action and the abilities and the scope, the heat vision, the flight, the super speed, the enormous strength. It was all on display. The army of Kryptonians he was battling against, Zod's, you know, all all of his um, um, loyalists. It, It excites me to this day. It's a movie I watch twice a year that score, that Hans Zimmer, dun, dun. oh my gosh, it gets me every single time. I love this movie like I love few things. I love Man of Steel. It is my ultimate realization of everything I love about Superman. I want the strength. I want the aggression. I want the baddest guy in the galaxy laying down the law to people who would try and hurt innocence. That does not bother me. And if indeed, in real life, he did kill the bad guy before he killed the rest of us all we would do is thank this guy all we would do was thank him thank that he existed that he was the difference between us and and and, and being driven under this this alien rule and zod and it's just it's just ridiculous to me when people kind of run to this kurt swan silver age um, superman purist that's that's not who i am that's i'm i'm just not that guy i wanted another man of steel movie i'm the guy who was disappointed when they announced that Batman would be in the sequel and that they were going to start pivoting them against each other because I really just wanted another Superman movie. Two hours, two and a half hours of Jessica Ville, Amy Adams, and whoever they were going to throw at him. Brainiac, whatever. Bring it on. Bring it on. Lex Luthor, Lex Corp. So when it became Batman versus Superman, I was not as excited and it felt to me as if Warners was trying to really escalate the arms race between themselves and marvel who here's the thing and here's really what you have to understand is the most important thing you can really grasp about this up until the avengers 2012 dc was winning marvel's every showdown at the box office iron man would start the summer in 2008 it would you know blow the doors off everybody was excited oh my gosh this movie overachieved you know, it started this the MCU proper, Sam Jackson, the, the, the after credits. And yet, six weeks later, Dark Knight came out. Heath Ledger, Christopher Nolan, this mega epic crime movie that also functioned as a Batman movie, but it was like a mafioso godfather crime family with the psychotic. But, but yes, there was a character named Batman in it. The Dark Knight was there and it made a billion dollars and it easily outdistanced. Iron Man, much to my own shock, I thought Iron Man was 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 setting new bars, but, but they cleared it easily. And in the weeks, I mean, in the years to follow, nothing that Marvel was offering was going to outdo Iron Man. Thor didn't outdo Iron Man. Captain America First Avenger didn't outdo Iron Man. The Hulk didn't outdo Iron Man. Iron Man 2, you know, couldn't touch what Dark Knight did. But then they put them all together with the Avengers. And in the summer of 2012... It was the right movie, the right time, with the right cast, with the right everything. Avengers blew up and suddenly punched through and jumped over and sat on top of everything that Warners had been doing with the Batman franchise via the Chris Nolan kind of version of all this. And uh, suddenly everything was upended. Warners was not used to um, being, you know, second place and that summer with the, with the Bane movie Dark Knight Rises Dark Knight Returns I I don't I don't I just whatever the third in the in the Nolan trilogy with Bane and Catwoman it didn't do what the Avengers did it was the first time now they were looking up and as we all know Marvel never looked back they just put the 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 pedal to the metal and took off and 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 now left Warner Brothers behind and those executives let me tell you something they don't like losing you know, it's like a it's like a ball club. They're used to winning. They're used to being the dominant. I'm a Laker fan. Twice in my lifetime, maybe three now. Twice in my lifetime, they've dominated a decade. The '80s, the the, the Lakers dominated it. Eight finals, five trophies. Okay, Shaq and Kobe, and Kobe himself, Kobe himself. Okay, you, you you've got seven finals. Okay, and 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 five rings. I mean, it, 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 it's it's unbelievable. What these teams can do when they dominate. So when they don't, when the wheels come off, and the Lakers are now the Lakers of the of the later two thousands, and they're not winning anything, they're missing the playoffs. The fan base gets upset, management gets upset, self inflicted wounds happen, players are traded, people panic. It, it, it just it just consumes the franchises. Warner Brothers. Marvel jumping out ahead of them and leaving them behind, and, and 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 getting characters that are C or D list characters like Guardians of the Galaxy, and putting them on the map to the point where they're getting seven eight hundred million dollars in a worldwide box office. It drove Warner's crazy, and so Man of Steel, as great as it was, as much as it outdistanced, outpaced, outearned Thor, First Avenger, um, you know. It was, it was cranking. That movie made so much box office, but the but the expectations were, well, it should have made a billion. I don't know who said that, but it was, well, it should have made a billion. Not to me. I, and, and to me, Man of Steel's perfect. Let's give it time. Let's grow it. Let's get people back into Superman. This is the vehicle. People liked it. But there was the idea that we can't we can't waste time if we're gonna make two more years. If we're gonna take two more years and make another movie, we cannot seed ground. We cannot lose our place. To Marvel. Marvel is running away with it. Everything they do is is bigger and better than, than before. You know, Captain America Civil War, Captain America Winter Soldier. So Superman Batman was never something that I was thrilled about because I wanted a two-hour standalone follow-up with Henry Cavill, Amy Adams, everybody. And uh and 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 I thought Ben Affleck was great. He was perfectly cast. This is really kind of pivots to what Zach did in regards. For Warner Brothers, given that both Batman and Wonder Woman were going to appear in in the sequel to Man of Steel, which is Batman Superman, so the guy that casts those is the director. The director is Zack Snyder. He gives you Ben Affleck, arguably the best depiction of Batman I've ever seen. He looks like Frank Miller's Batman. He moves like the Dark Knight of Dark Knight Returns. He's handsome, but he has weight. He has he has he, he has some girth. Um, he was heavy. He looked. Like the Batman that I grew up loving, the Batman that was completely one hundred percent transformed by Frank Miller, not the Adam West Batman. We didn't have him anymore. The Frank Miller Batman, the Frank the Batman that Jim Lee tries to depict, that, that Adam Kubert tries to depict. They're all trying to. Frank Miller's Batman is the rock that they all break themselves against. Exactly what Tristan is. In uh, in Legends of the Fall, I always use that when 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 the Indians say. The Indian guy on the on on the that works for the family says, and Tristan is the rock they all break themselves against. He's the one they all measure themselves against, okay? And uh and I'm telling you, you know, the, the 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 new the new um measuring stick had become keeping up with Marvel. But 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 Ben Affleck as Frank Miller's Batman was spectacular. Perfect casting. Didn't know it at the time, but didn't doubt it. You know, in, in Zach we trust. Gal is Wonder Woman, that's Zach. Zach gave Warner Brothers the casting of a lifetime. From just a few moments in, in the Fast and the Furious films that I had as I had experienced her. She is now perfectly cast as this iconic, iconic character from the DC catalog. Uh, for for ages. Ever since I was a kid, Wonder Woman was the biggest female superhero, the biggest hero of all. I mean, biggest, literally the biggest woman superhero, and, and can, in my mind, still is. And Zach just just knocks it out of the park with Gal. And obviously, he's a producer on the first Wonder Woman movie, and, and, and audiences love Gal Gadot, and they flock to her portrayal of Wonder Woman, and that is because of Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder cast Jason Momoa, who starred in his own billion-dollar franchise. These movies owe a great deal of debt to Zach, his keen eye, his ability to cast these these characters, because outside of Batman, Superman, they have gone on to make untold billions of dollars for Warner Brothers, and 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 you cannot buy into these characters unless you love the portrayal of the actor Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, Robert Downey Jr. as Iron Man, Chris Evans as Cap. We buy into these actors and their portrayal, their charisma, and 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 you have to nail it, and and Zach nailed it he nailed it with Ben he nailed it with Jason Momoa he nailed it with Gal Gadot i don't want to spend too much time on batman superman and the pivot into the justice league except this is the period where the pressure mounting in warner brothers and in the executive suites that that they just they wanted so much out of these movies so much maybe that that they couldn't possibly get the expectations were crushing the second guessing became like the 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 prominent kind of pace of the day what are we doing wrong? What could we be doing better? Who's not giving us what we want? And ultimately, it affected Zach. He had a family tragedy, but the Warner Brothers pressure to compete with the mighty Marvel machine, which all respected Kevin Feige, he had really knocked, you know, so many successful films out of the park that at that time they had become absolutely 100% the pace horse. And and they were setting the pace. It had gotten away from Warner Brothers. It had gotten away from the Batman films. Chris Nolan was gone. He, his trilogy was done. Marvel had seized the 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 attention and the pace, and they had they they had seized kind of the the narrative, and so now it was all or nothing, and so Zack was severed away from the Justice League film, which was then put in the hands of a uh, of another director, and that version of that movie is, and I think we all knew it when we saw it, it was flawed, it wasn't consistent. There were visual components, the the Henry Cavill mustache from Mission Impossible and the CGI, maybe the worst I've ever seen. It absolutely takes you out of the film. Did I see it on day one? Just like I saw Batman and Superman on day one, I did. Batman and Superman had a lot of positive stuff going on. It was it, it broke under the expectations that Warners had, which was we instantly want to be in the billion plus Franchise business, we instantly want to be ahead of Marvel, and their patience had run out. They didn't have any to begin with, but they needed to keep pace. And now Zach, who has given us brilliant film after brilliant film, and 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 to me again, Man of Steel is such a perfect depiction of the Superman that I love, and had everything—the sci-tech, the Kryptonian—it had like a fantasy element to it. I just I'm so impressed. Man of Steel is just. An amazing film but but suddenly it's like no put batman in put wonder woman he was juggling it he made it happen he he cast those characters and made them billion dollar franchises that's his eye that's him bringing a momo in and 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 giving a very distinct different flavor different international flavor island flavor to aquaman and, and 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 really taking a roll of the dice on gal gadot going out of conventional thinking And again, the international flavor, it was, Zach is so bold. His visuals are so amazing. His his storytelling instincts are, are spot on, but being second guessed all the time, I'm sure just, he had to get off. He had to step away. It was crushing him. What he was doing wasn't being appreciated. And this happens a lot, especially in entertainment. That somebody crescendos and then everything they do gets second-guessed, and they sometimes have to take a step back to get right again because you just have to let you just have to let the animosity pass, the second-guessing pass, and that which brings us to the Snyder Cut. Zach is getting his chance to show us all that he has prepared for us that he was not able to show us. He put those canisters, all of that film, all of his his suitcases of footage people undercut it people people said that doesn't exist you don't have a Snyder cut and those of us in the know were just like no of course he does he's not going to put his reputation out there and and and, and just implode and, and 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 not back this up and indeed he had it it's coming i can't wait to experience it i think it's going to blow the doors off everyone because again Zach is is just the perfect visualist he is an amazing action choreography. He he understands how to portray strength, power, scale like few others. His uh, the special effects always are, are complimentary and 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 really um, um, just are so well crafted under his eye. I cannot wait. To get four five six hours whatever we're getting to this i read conflicting reports but i am so ready and by the time this airs the countdown to the snyder cut will be upon us but zach snyder 100 for a decade determined how and what we consume how it looked people cribbed his efforts people 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 took his action choreography they took the way he shot things his low-level camera shots, the speeding up of the action, the slowing it down, the the way he dictated pace, um, the montages, the music. Zack Snyder is a maestro. He is an absolute brilliant artist. I can't wait also for his Netflix movie, the, the 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 heist film with the zombies that I can't quite think of right now. But of course, you have it in your head as I say it, so you're yelling at me and you're you're telling that's what it is. But I don't have it, and I won't have it. Um, but I will see everything Zack Snyder does continue to see it day of when it comes out. I'm so glad the Snyder cut exists that the fans rose up. They let their voices be known. We collectively let our voices be known to the powers that be that if they took a chance on this, they would get rewarded and we are going to reward them because I know this thing is going to get ridiculous eyeballs, ratings, attention, and it's almost upon us. It's like it's like that the, the, the hurt and the pain are behind us and now we get to finally get all that Zach had prepared again the great casting of Ray Fisher um Ezra Miller is the flash. I cannot wait to experience Justice League and get on the air and talk about it and discuss it with you guys but it was well worth revisiting what got him to the dance. He got himself to the dance. His talent got himself to the dance. 300 was not the adaptation of some bestseller, like, like, you know, directing The Firm or Fifty Shades of Grey or, 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 you know, The Color Purple. It wasn't some bestseller novel that had already charted big. He took 300, the Battle of Thermopylae, the Hot Gates, the Spartans, Leonidas, Xerxes. He made it a monster hit. He put March on the map. He made March... A month that now studios said, we can release films there and they can do really well. And that doesn't exist without Zack Snyder, without him succeeding in that spot. They may have put him there, but they had no idea what he was capable of. And from that moment on, every March has had a big movie because March became, oh, we can get to summer that fast we can we can pre-game summer in march Mar- summer movies can start coming out in march because of zach snyder and the success of 300 the Watchmen film is just a brilliant standalone work i also love the hbo show um i think it took some visual cues from what zach did in Watchmen. he is a maestro sucker punch is a just a visual feast the visuals the technology, the storytelling, the action choreography, and it's kind of creepy. It's kind of creepy and kind of cool. Man of Steel, again, I love it. I, 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 I. If they do in fact go in a direction and leave Henry Cavill behind, I believe it will be one of the biggest mistakes. There is a generation that loves him. We, it, it took, it took Disney a long time to realize how precious those prequels were to kids my my, my kids' age. My son was five when he saw Revenge of the Sith. It flipped him out. He's been a Star Wars fan ever since. He consumes Rebels, the Clone Wars, all of it. He hangs on every single word. And finally, with the Mandalorian and John Favreau, they are getting, and Dave Filoni, they are getting to the place where they realize, oh, this this fandom, they're tw- they're in their 20s now. They want to see Ahsoka. They want to see um, all of the stuff that we dance with in the Clone Wars and in Rebels. And 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 it's true. That stuff is precious. Those kids elevated it. It hit them when they were young. Henry Cavill is generation a generational Superman. I hope to God they stay with him and they don't abandon him. I, I whoever comes in next will only suffer by comparison to Harry Henry Cavill. That is my belief. I'm sticking by it. Um it's getting late. I gotta turn off the lights. I gotta get out of here. I got I I uh I have Thoroughly enjoyed walking through the Snyder filmography. Everything I have seen from Justice League has me thrilled. I cannot wait. I am so thrilled and excited and elated for Zach that his vision is coming to us all. Um, let's make sure we show up for it. Let's make sure we we get it buzzing and we get we we collectively uh, reward him for all of the great entertainment that he has supplied. To us, all of the groundbreaking entertainment. 300 was a threshold moment. It changed the way that Sword and Sandals films were depicted, marketed. He changed the months, the the dates of release, pushed it up to March. March is now a viable giant blockbuster month because of Zack Snyder and the work he did on, on, on 300. Gal Gadot, Jason Momoa, Ben Affleck. This guy can cast Amy Adams, Henry Cavill. Zack constructed the DC Universe that we have loved based on their independent performances. Again, if you don't have the actor in the role, you don't have the success of that franchise. Zack Snyder, thanks, dude. I don't know if you'll ever hear this. Thank you for all the entertainment you've given me. I have loved it. My kids have loved it. Looking forward to the the, the, the Snyder Cut. It'll be here soon enough. And uh, it, it'll, it'll be here the weekend after this airs. You guys, take care of yourselves. Stay out of trouble. I am on social media, Twitter, at Robert Liefeld. Seek me out. Let's hang out. Let's talk. I am on Instagram, at Rob Liefeld. I am on Facebook. I am all over the place. Please uh, catch up with me. Let's talk. Thank you for subscribing, for sharing, for for, for, uh, for for telling your friends about this podcast, for getting the word of mouth out there. I love hanging out with you guys. This one was uh, was one for the ages. What a fun time. Please take care of yourselves, stay safe, and we will talk again real soon.